Today is Thursday, January 25th. The title for our devotional is Genuinely Love One Another. The next imperative that we come to is to love one another. In 1 Peter 1, 22-25, he writes, Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart. Since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and abiding word of God. For all flesh is like grass, and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers and the flower falls, but the word of the Lord remains forever. And this word is the good news that was preached to you. This new life that we have been born again into is a life of community. There is no sense in which one can be a Christian and willingly exist in isolation. To obey Christ, we must love others. The new command of Christ is to love one another as he has loved us in John 15, 12. This love we share in Christian community is sourced in God and defined by God. Culture doesn't define love, God does. This love must be earnest and from a pure heart. It must be genuine. This is an intrinsic part of the born-again life. As verse 23 says, This new life that we have in the gospel is from imperishable seed, contrasted with our natural birth and conception process, so it is eternal. It is through the living and abiding word of God, which he later describes as the gospel that was preached to them. By belief in that, we enter into this born-again He begins this section by saying that they have, quote, purified your souls by your obedience to the truth. This is another curious statement. Purified is in the perfect tense, which means it views the action as a past action and continuing with continuing effects. Souls, remember, it doesn't just refer to the part of us that lives on in the afterlife, but our life here and now as well. Taking obedience to the truth then in the context, uh, in light of everything I just said, I think it's best to view this as the process of discipleship. As they continue to obey the truth of God and live in holiness before him, they are purifying their souls from the effects of sin. God has done this in causing them to be born again, but now through the process of discipleship and continuing to obey the truth, their their soul is becoming more and more purified, that is, holy. This could also be referring to salvation. They have purified their souls by obeying the truth, that is, believing in the truth of gospel. Either one would be fine, but that latter interpretation would be a curious way to talk about salvation. Uh, In the context, following immediately on the heels of discussing holy moral living, it seems best to take it as the process of discipleship. He also quotes here Isaiah 46 through 8. The broader context of this quotation is a comfort to the people of Israel who were in exile, just like Peter's audience was. This quote in Isaiah, there's text in Isaiah as a prophetic utterance meant to give the people of Israel hope in God's future deliverance of all creation. This is an encouraging message for Peter's audience here as well. It also emphasizes God's constant character to deliver those who are in exile. Reflection time today, let's focus again on the main idea. Simply ask yourself if you have a genuine love for one another in the body of Christ. This love remember, is a result of the new birth that we have in Christ. So just, it's who you are. So today, spend some time praying and reflecting on your heart towards one another in the church community. Ask God to form in you an earnest and a sincere love for the people that he has placed you in community with. According to Jesus, loving God and loving people is the core of the Christian moral life. We must love one another earnestly with a pure heart.